0: Check 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 check. Huddle! You're listening to your Huddle Up, t- a to football podcast. M- each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics t- around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the
1: news and
0: noise of the National Football League.
1: Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back, another Thursday edition, as there are always, Thursday editions of Huddle Up, a football podcast. Tony today joined by Daniel. Welcome back, Daniel. Hello. Corey's back sick, not back sick, Corey's out sick, so he'll be back hopefully next week. Uh, Seems like a cold, nothing to be too concerned about, Um, but Corey took the day off and it's well-deserved. He was clearly and obviously uncomfortable, so yeah, take time for yourself. If you're not feeling well, take that time for yourself. Anyway, not the point. A lot of things we wanted to talk about. I thought we would talk about who's going to lose their job. This is about the time of the year where people are grumbling and we're saying, you know, this guy should be fired and, you know, get rid of the quarterback. All, all that stuff should be happening right now, and it is happening. That's what I thought we would do today, but it just kind of like morphed into something else when the Cardinals became the last the last team in football to be undefeated, and we had talked about this division before and how competitive it is. They played, they played interdivision games already. We, I feel like we had to talk about the NFC West, the Cardinals. Uh, I, I felt like we had to discuss that. But that doesn't change the fact that there's still a lot of other stuff to discuss. I want to talk about Matt Nagy and Urban Meyer real quick. We're going to do a whole show on people who we think should get fired or you're about to lose your job. Or I think we do it as marriage counseling and divorce court. Whatever it is, we're going to do that soon. But you know, Matt Nagy just comes out and says that Justin Fields is the starter moving forward. Out of the blue... It was like, this was scripted. Urban Meyer, you know, the scandal with Urban Meyer and the woman that's not his wife and embarrassment to the team and and all that stuff. Both of these guys are already on the hot seat despite Nagy's previous success and Urban Meyer's recency. I think both of them are on the hot seat. So Daniel, which of these two do you think is the first to go?
0: God, that's a tough one because I hate both of them. Um, You hate them? That's,
1: That's strong language.
0: Yeah, it is a strong a strong word. I hope, um, I don't know what's going to happen with this urban Meyer situation. He says today that he's not resigning. Um, I didn't know really that that was his decision. <laughs> um, but if it kind of blows over, I think Matt Nagy loses his job first, but performance based Matt Nagy will lose his job first. If urban Meyer loses his job first, it'll be based on the recent, uh, um, you know the videos that came out of him you know at his bar you know not doing uh not doing what urban meyer should be doing and uh putting himself in that situation so uh performance based i think it's naggy
1: so about performance first of all i lean back on Nagy, and i'm thinking of a time i think Nagy was still involved the year that mitchell trubisky was a great big deal is that correct Yes, absolutely. Okay, so there's some performance. Here's, here's Urban Meyers' performance since he's been hired. He hired Chris Doyle as the team's director of sports performance, which, by the way, was accused of racist comments and resigned like three days after he was hired. Was it three days or am I exaggerating? No, I, I don't know. He signed Tim Tebow as a tight end, which I still owe five shots for because that was the stupidest bet I've ever made. Mm -hmm. He drafted a running back in the first round, despite James Robinson, admitted that he was hoping to draft Darius Catone with the pick, told reporters that he cut players due to their COVID vaccination status, had an open competition between Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew, claiming that he didn't know who was what, and then traded Minshew for a sixth-round pick the day after declaring Trevor Lawrence was the starter. The team's 0-4. I mean, at some point, this Urban Meyer experiment to me is like it's it's gotten out of control. I I feel like it's already out of control, uh, and maybe that's crazy. But the the advantage that Urban Meyer has is that he's a newly hired head coach for the first year yes. in the NFL. That's the, that's what I was
0: gonna say. That's
1: the only advantage that he has. And there comes I mean, I don't know where the point is where you pull the plug on somebody. That that's the problem. Is I you know I don't think like these men that own these own these franchises. You know the way they hire and they fire. You know, they think differently than we do. But I can't see Urban Meyer leading this team to success right now. He is on the wrong path. Is that wrong?
0: Nope. He is not a good coach so far. He's he's turned out to be a pretty horrible coach. I, I hope he gets fired for the Jags' sake. But I think they're giving him the benefit of the doubt because he's only been coaching for four games. Otherwise, Matt Nagy, we've seen this, you know, I don't know what you call it, like just nonstop letdown every year. The bears are supposed to be good and led them to the playoffs last year with Mr. Biscay. So there was hope, but then we just see the same old Matt Nagy every single year. He gets way too cute. He outsmarts himself really. Um, And he's just not that good of a coach.
1: So I guess then, and we have yet to see, obviously this is a made up scenario, but do you feel like starting Justin Fields is enough if Justin Fields shows up and performs well, which is still in the air, but if that happens, is that enough to save Nagy?
0: That's up to Justin Fields, because if they win games, that's always going to be enough. But if they, you know, go 500 or less, then Matt Nagy loses his job for sure. So, kind of depends on, you know, winning Winning solves everything. You know, the, the guys from the ownership, that's really all they care about. But... Yeah, if they're not winning ballgames now after making that switch to Justin Fields, Matt Nagy, he will be gone very soon, I feel like.
1: We'll discuss this more later. Winning, as you just so eloquently said, does solve everything in the NFL. We've seen it in the way that players are treated, the way that teams are treated, the way that coaches are treated, treated, tweeted, treated. Winning solves all problems in the NFL, and the Cardinals are the last undefeated team in football. I want to revisit, this is the point of today's show. I want to revisit a conversation we made about the AFC North versus the NFC West being the best divisions in football, and we debated those for a while. I, might, I feel like I was the only one that said NFC North. Is that right? Uh, West? I think you and Corey took NFC, I'm sorry, I took AFC North. I think you and Corey took NFC West. Is that right?
0: Okay. Um, that's That sounds right, yeah. because I, I think me and him had the Rams in the Super Bowl. I think that was maybe the the deciding factor there, maybe in our rankings. But yeah.
1: Well it seems to me like the Cardinals lead the best division in football. Is that what's happening here? Are we we I was wrong about the AFC North. Is that correct? We're only
0: four games in.
1: That's a quarter that's a that's a quarter of your fantasy football season, which is I know it. I mean most of the regular season.
0: I know it. But I'm also really surprised because I figured the Cardinals would be maybe the weakest team in that division a lot of people did but
1: now they're on top and the cardinals lead the league in scoring with 140 points that's six points more than the second place which is buffalo bills by the way and their defense yeah. is i I'll, mean I'll, I'll close to average 93 points against. that's oh, pretty average.
0: good yeah. they keep getting better that that pass rush has really been improved and they have a really really good uh, secondary, Byron Murphy, that tall corner. I mean, he reminded me of uh, Xavier Rhodes um, when he got drafted. I loved Byron Murphy uh, coming out. And then we obviously know Buda Baker. You know, he's a top three safety in the entire NFL. So, um, you know, their their linebacking crew is the only kind of ish, question mark ish, which they kind of addressed last year in the draft. Um, gosh, his name is escaping me right now. Took him super high, really athletic. Guy to Clemson, oh, all-around guy. It'll come to me. But, um, yeah, their their defense is really improving. Isaiah Simmons, that's his name. And so they drafted him. He's kind of an all-around linebacker-ish guy. Could kind of fill in. I remember when he was drafted, you know, are they going to put him at safety? He's a really athletic linebacker. And then this year, uh, they took Zabin Collins, who I really, really liked, uh, linebacker at UCLA. So the linebackers are just young. Um, so their defensive line, very seasoned, very veteran, and then their secondary keeps getting better, and their linebacking core is very young. I mean, the, the Arizona Cardinals have not only their offensive, what you're talking about, you know, points for, but um, that defense, I feel like, is just going to keep getting better. We saw week one when they just wrecked the Titans both ways. Um, they just scored at will and then destroyed that offensive line. So I, I see the Cardinals. I mean, where do you think they place – moving forward in the division i mean you got to figure first or second right Do you think I mean, they're gonna be that high
1: i mean at this point you have to the the browns this week texans next week they'll win that game um packers are difficult niners i think they win that game panthers difficult seahawks i mean it's not easy it's not an easy schedule at all but
0: with, mouth, with I mean, the amount of firepower be- that
1: this team has i Yeah, you're right. They beat the Cowboys. They beat the Chiefs. No, they didn't beat the Chiefs. I apologize. They only lost to seven, and they held them to 17 points. I mean, this is a tough football team. Outscored the Vikings, beat the Rams. I mean, geez. I I think they're first-place team in the division. I mean, I don't see... uh, They're only a game ahead. That's the problem. You're right. We're four weeks in. We're premature. But... Yeah. The problem
0: is, is that I see the Rams still winning this division, but how could I put them above them when they just kind of embarrass them? <laughs> so it's, it's kind of, right, I don't know. Right.
1: No, and I, I agree. Kind of a weird feeling. Yeah, at face value, I would say the Rams, I would pick the Rams to win the division, but, but given last week, you know, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that, that wasn't close. That no, was not close. It wasn't close. And if they win a couple more games in the Rams, Rams do, then they both make the playoffs and, what we can be right in both ways. We can say that the Rams are going to be a great playoff team and that the Cardinals could potentially win the division. I mean, I think that's that's correct to say. Uh, and and yeah. I, don't, I don't know what will happen with this Cardinals team in the playoffs, but I, I do believe they're playoff bound. I don't know what the stats say. Um, I do think they're real. The, the risk here is is Kyler Murray. We've seen it before. If Kyler Murray stubs his toe the wrong way, that offense falls apart. That's the, That's the risk that we run into here. Jared Goff ran a very productive Rams team. Last year yeah. I can't even name the backup last year who was it? For which team? For the Cardinals. Oh god. Oh yeah, Kyler got hurt. The guy played.
0: But he yeah, he still played through everything, so the 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 difference between this team on offense if Kyler gets hurt is they have a lot more options. Um, last year, it was literally just DeAndre Hopkins and then kind of a half of a Christian Kirk. Uh, but A.J. Green has really sparked this team. He, I, I continue to doubt him, and I actually still will doubt him, but he has opened everything up. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins still hasn't had this stellar year, but he he's still having a good enough year. But the fact that they're getting... A.J. Green really, really involved. I think he's one target behind DeAndre Hopkins, which is a crazy stat because DeAndre Hopkins is always like, you know, top of the league in target share for his team. But A.J. Green is very involved. They're getting their rookie Rondale Moore sort of more more or less involved there. Christian Kirk is still in the mix. They're targeting their running backs. Um, So if Kyler gets hurt and plays through it again, He doesn't have to just keep, you know, chucking it long or, you know, he has a lot of options on offense to try and work around his injury. If that were to happen again.
1: AJ Green is one target behind DeAndre Hopkins and currently leads the team in yards and is one touchdown behind DeAndre Hopkins with two touchdowns. His long, his long is the second longest. I named uh, Rondell Moore rookie here with a 77 yard bust out. But his yep. long is farther than Christian Kirk's and DeAndre hopkins i mean you're you're right I'm gonna continue to doubt a j green too i I've went back to that well too many times, and I'm gonna continue <laughs> to doubt it but uh, but we might be seeing a j green of old I mean that could be happening here that really could be happening here
0: yeah, we'll see he'll he'll have to make it like ten weeks before I'll start believing to be honest
1: yeah no 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 I, definitely I can't.
0: Can't do it. Can't buy all
1: in yet. I'm not buying all in, but you're right that he gives them flexibility. He gives them depth. He gives them another option. And I'm looking here at the, um, at the receiver, at the receivers for that team. And the ball has been spread out so well, 15, 16, 17, 16, 15 chase Edmonds, by the way, leads in receptions with 20 receptions. So very interesting. What's going on in Arizona. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I don't know what to say about it. I think we both believe in it, but we're both a little skeptical. Is that is that, is that right?
0: Yep. Yep, that's exactly it.
1: All right, there you go. So um, let's yeah. just do the best bets of the week. You ready?
0: Well, hold on. There were, there was a couple, do you want to, I wrote down here, a couple players that I want to ask you about.
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: So these are players that you have consistently backed that I have torn into recently.
1: All right. This is the part where you said you were going to spring these players on me and I have two seconds to figure out everything I need to know. To yeah, defend them. Yeah. Okay. You
0: don't know who these players are, but okay. I want to ask you about two players. Okay. I'm ready. And they're actually both wide receivers. Okay. How are you feeling about Allen Robinson? I'm this feeling year?
1: terrible about Allen Robinson.
0: <laughs> I knew it.
1: I didn't <laughs> even have to type it in. I didn't have to type it in. I'm feeling yeah. horrible about Allen Robinson. Even going dollars. forward, oh yeah, yeah, this is brutal. This is the absolute so, worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: before the season, remember you put up a fight and said Alan Robinson is quarterback proof.
1: He has been. Do
0: you still believe that?
1: I do believe that. Yeah. I. St- I, I mean, here I'm going to eat. I'm going to contradict myself, but I mean, we watched him play with so many mediocre quarterbacks. Alan Robinson might come on last half of the season. I'm not banking on it anymore. Because what we've seen out of Justin Fields is not what we hoped for. And that's just all there is to it. It's a dysfunctional team right now that's now lost David Montgomery. Maybe that's good for Allen Robinson. I don't know. Now there's a new quarterback in the fold and a coach that's on the hot seat. You would think that they would feed Allen Robinson the ball. If they do that, then he's going to be quarterback proof again. If they don't showcase him as the best talent on the field, which he is, but if they don't, which I don't trust that they will, then this will be a lost year. This will be like what twenty eighteen. I'm looking at uh, thirteen games played, seven hundred and fifty yards. I mean, that's, that was that's that the was ceiling. That
0: was post ACL though, right?
1: Uh, that was yeah, the first year post ACL. That's the ceiling for yeah. him. I think right now is seven hundred and fifty oh, yards. Oh God! Yeah.
0: If uh, he if he turns seven hundred and fifty yards out of this year, that'd be that'd be a great turnaround.
1: I think that's the ceiling. He'll have a couple of games where he'll make up for some lost time, but but not enough to be. Uh, you know, I won't be pounding my chest about Alan Robinson. I'll say that much for sure.
0: Uh, other than sixty-three yards this past week, his season highest, thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty rough. Been oh. rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Bears, they, they are targeting Darnell Mooney. Have you watched him?
1: I've not watched a lot of Bears. No,
0: no. He's solid. Darnell Mooney is a very, very solid player. Very talented. <laughs> Uh, he would already have been very well known if Mitch Trubisky could throw a deep ball, because he's running wide open down the field, waving his hands, and Trubisky couldn't hit him last year. But uh, yeah, Darnell Mooney. I think while Allen Robinson had an okay game last week, I think he, Darnell Mooney had like 93 yards by halftime with Justin Fields in the game. So someone to look out for. the on the Bears that could come up with a good season is Darnell Mooney.
1: He looks really good. All right. You said you had two Um, players. What's the other one?
0: Yeah. So this one kind of ties more into fantasy related, but it's also on the season and a player that we have argued about more this year than any other player. And it is Tyler Lockett. Oh, wow. How, how are you feeling about Tyler Lockett? He started well. I'll give you some stats here, just in case you don't have them in front of you. You were at the game, so you know. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Four for 102 against the Colts. And then the very next game, he caught two deep balls. He went eight for 178 and a touchdown, killed it that week. But here's the last two weeks. Four for 31 and four for 24. So this is the reason that I said I hate rostering Tyler Lockett on any fantasy team, and I hate... Just the boom bust guys, and here we're looking at it. He scored 24 points, 27 points, now five, now four. How are you feeling about Tyler Lockett?
1: You know, as I talk, I'm also going to be looking up some stats here. But um, <clears throat> you know, I don't. I don't think I'm really changing my opinion on Tyler Lockett. Not the same way I am, Allen Robinson. I agree with you that Tyler Lockett is a little bit boom bust. I'm okay with that because I want top 12 production at the end of 17 weeks now. Excuse me. I want top 12 production out of the player right now through four weeks. Tyler Lockett's wide receiver 10. If he can maintain that. And yes, if two of the, if one of the three weeks is a bust week, I'm okay with that because the other two weeks was a hundred and wait, 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 let me look here. Um, 178 yards and a touchdown. That's crazy. That's off 11 targets. So that's an outlier. But a week against the Colts that we talked about, that stat line wasn't fantastic. There were two touchdowns in there. One of those touchdowns, by the way, was amazing. Like behind his shoulder, backwards, doing a backflip while he caught the ball, amazing. I mean, it was phenomenal the way he caught that ball. But it was only five targets. He got 100 yards out of it. And somehow one of those turned into a touchdown. My argument here is Tyler Lockett is just as good a player as Alan Robinson. I believe that nearly as good, but he's in a more stable, stable environment. So yeah, if this production continues, I don't feel one bit bad about him. I, I will. If somebody tells me they don't like Tyler Lockett, I will trade for them in fantasy every time, every single time.
0: Well, I would offer you a trade, but he's not on any of my fantasy teams by design.
1: Well, and that's just fine. You're missing out. <laughs> He, he was a top, he's a, he's a top ten. No, because you have
0: to start him. You have to start him. You start that's him every week.
1: You draft him yeah, as your you wide start receiver, him every week, two or three, and threes, you get in and you're fours fine. and
0: fives. And now he plays the Rams. And
1: then you get 15, and he'll get 15 against the Rams. Watch. The
0: thing that bugs me about Tyler Lockett is that he gets, like you said, so the week he gets 11 targets, that's awesome. 11, he gets eight catches out of there, 178 and a touchdown. Love every bit of that. But all the other weeks, five targets, four targets, five targets, and four catches each on any of those other games. That's what I don't like because you have to get the long ball or else he bombs your team. That's what he does. And so
1: He does the long yeah, ball. he bombs That's your it. team. No he... no,
0: he bombs your team too.
1: Jeez. <laughs> he does okay. both. I see he does what you both. did there. We, we have
0: half and half. We have half and half. You can't say he does want and not the other.
1: I can't, he doesn't bomb your team if he's not your wide receiver one on your fantasy football team. If he's the first wide receiver you drafted, you're fucked. But if he's the second oh. or the third, when, when I designed my draft, Tyler Lockett's my second or third wide receiver. Preferably I'll the third. Your third. Yeah. And, and that's possible. And it was possible in this draft. That was very possible. I did it several times. I mean, because of what you said, people have this idea that he's so boomer bust and, and that just destroys his value. But at the end of the year, we're seeing it. When you look back though, He will win you more games than he loses you if you don't draft him so early. I'm still buying him. Love Tyler Lockett. Love the talent. Love the situation. Love the offense. The defense is not what it used to be. I love it. I love it.
0: Yeah, it's great for fantasy. Love that defense.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. Of course you love that defense.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay. Those were the two, and I knew you'd know right off the top, you know, I knew you were keeping close eye
1: on both of these because these
0: are both your guys.
1: They are my guys. They are my guys. That's true. But, but unfortunately, Allen Robinson, he is a miss this year, I think. I think I was wrong this time.
0: Yeah. Anything well, else? It happens every once in a while.
1: Uh, nope. Um, would you bet that Tyler Lockett finishes a top 12 wide receiver?
0: I bet he wouldn't. Best bets of the Week!
1: I bet he would finish top 12 <laughs> wide receiver, by the way. I oh. bet that he would. Do you like the, that? Is that too cheesy? Is it too corny to do that every single time? And, you know,
0: everybody yeah. knows it's coming at this yeah, point. Yeah, they all like know it. it's coming. It's fine. Corey yeah. is
1: absent. He's phoned in his best bets of the week. So I'll go ahead and take over here. I'll start. Hey, with... let's do
0: this. Hold on, hold on. While we're on this silo locket subject. Okay. Do you want, because I know we do all these five shot bets. Do you want to have a one shot bet? I'll bet you a shot that he doesn't.
1: We we That's against the rules. It's five or nothing. No, I won't do one, five.
0: No, no. See, that's the thing. If you don't, if we have to do five, we won't be betting.
1: A one but shot bet?
0: We can't just do one? Yeah. Or two? We can just do two.
1: No, 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 no. Sh- If we're breaking the rules, let's do one.
0: Okay. You want to bet a better shot?
1: Tyler Lockett.
0: Because it adds to our tally at the end of the year. So will top add up 12. So it's not just a measly little see, shot. Yeah. It could add up to four or five. What's but the yeah, score?
1: What's the scoring?
0: What do you, I, I'd say we do half. We cut no, it right in no, no, the middle.
1: No. Full point PPR. That's it. Oh,
0: my God.
1: Well, he only caught five balls last week, Daniel. You're going to be fine. fine.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, it's fine. There you yeah, go. He's going to catch his typical four balls, so that's not going to be very uh, hard to do.
1: There you go. One shot bet. I'm in. I say that Tyler Lockett will be a top 12 wide receiver in PPR. Okay. I
0: definitely say he will not, but are you going to go through Corey's <laughs> best, best bets? Of the week.
1: Corey's best bets of the week. Green Bay Packers minus three at Cincinnati. All I can think here is that he loves Aaron Rodgers so much more than Joe Burrow that he sees Aaron Rodgers as angry and coming back. And I'm speaking for Corey here, but uh, I think that he's going to say that with Joe Mixon banged up, there's going to be additional pressure on Joe Burrow and that, the, that green Bay he, they just won't be able to keep up with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. So I hope I'm speaking well for him, but I think that's what he would say. Daniel thoughts.
0: Yep. Exact same. Okay. I think, I think he'd say that.
1: Good. Good. Um, I'll just burn through his picks real quick. So green Bay minus three. The Raiders, minus five and a half against Chicago. I think it's the same thing I just said, and the Raiders are coming off a salty loss against the Chargers. Our friend Sean liked that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't even mention that. We didn't even mention it. But by the way, the man who won all that money on that bet with the 10 teams and the Chargers and the Raiders, yeah, he told Daniel, by the way, that it was all due to us. So no,
0: he did not. He said it was, it was
1: all because of you guys.
0: <laughs> That'd be great to take that credit. What did he tell you? <laughs> he texted me before he made that bet and said, what do you think? Anything I should add? Anything I should take away? And I was actually trying to talk him out of a bet that he was confident on because of what I had said in the last show. And it was uh, trash talking the Colts and how they utilize Jonathan Taylor. And he said, "Yeah, the one of the reasons I was so confident about Jonathan Taylor is you said all they have to do is give him the ball and they win. So one of his legs were was uh, Jonathan Taylor to get 80 yards and the Colts win, which was plus money, obviously. Either way you look at it. Um, but yeah, he, <laughs> it's funny that was the one I picked out that I didn't like. But he said that my uh, my comments gave him a little little confidence there, but." Yeah, that was that was funny. Yeah, we work with him. Yeah, we work with with him. $126,000 man.
1: That's incredible. And none of us have any money to show for it. Wow. No. Ridiculous. (laughs) I should ask for a cut.
0: Anyway, Corey picked Las
1: Vegas Raiders minus five and a half. And I think it's going to come down to the same thing. It's a hot team. It's a winning team. It's a team that's making sense. They're getting healthier, not getting less healthy. Um, And Chicago's obviously an absolute crap show right now. I think Corey would say shit show. And I think he would also say that Urban Meyer doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, and so the Raiders are going to run all over them. Anything to add, Daniel?
0: Did you say Urban Meyer? You meant? Oh, Ma- you meant I meant Nagy. Matt Maggie. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I was thinking yeah, about yeah.
1: our earlier conversation. Sorry.
0: Yep, I think he would say that too. And with Justin Fields, that gives him even more confidence to to play the the Raiders here of course. and for them to cover. Yeah, of course.
1: Chargers minus minus one and a half at Cleveland. It's a similar story. Better quarterback, better wide receiver group. Uh, ab- both evenly matched up defenses, and it's a pick'em game. And I think he just likes the Chargers a little better. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. He didn't give me explanation. He just sent me a screenshot, guys.
0: Yep. No, he would say this. Mike Williams is a doll. <laughs> he definitely would be say coming that. out of it, That would be coming out of his mouth during this segment right here.
1: Of course. And the, the one that confused me was Jacksonville plus four and a half. So Daniel, do you have any idea Jacksonville yeah. plus four and a half against Tennessee?
0: Tennessee just looked really bad and they let the jets, um, you know, basically come back and win that game, which was embarrassing enough. Even at home, um, Jacksonville looked like they had hope and like they could be improving. Uh, last Thursday against the Bengals Um, Tennessee is also not looking good with injuries. They're still going to probably be without AJ Brown and maybe without Julio again. Um, so it's really just Derek Henry versus the Jaguars and that Titans defense has not looked good. So I think that with it being a division game, he's hoping that the Jags have kind of done their job and scouted and, um, just going to try and move past this urban Meyer situation and, um, do what the jets did last week and uh, watch that game film intently and uh, stick it to the titans that's what i would think he'd say
1: <laughs> well what do you say what are your best bets of the week sir
0: i also have the chargers uh chargers browns over under this week is 49 and a half um Corey likes the chargers this is two good defenses going up against each other i know um, the Raiders still put up points, but before last week, the Raiders were one of the top offenses in the league, and they only scored 14 and absolutely looked awful against the Chargers. The Chargers' defense is very, very good. They're very underrated still. Um, I like what Justin Herbert's doing on offense, but the Browns' defense is also very good, and so I thought 49 was a little too much. So I'm taking the under on 49.5 uh, for Browns' Chargers this week, just with two good defenses going up against each other. It just kind of spells... Um, Spells low well scoring Kind of like last week with the Browns Browns Vikings that was supposed to be a high scoring game But both defenses Came through and were both very good And so I mean you look what happened 21 points were scored um, Another one That's kind of just the fame Vibe to me is Steelers Broncos um, Their over under is super low Vegas knows what they're doing It's 40 and a half Which is horribly low I can't believe it, but I'm taking the under. Um, the Broncos, they're going to be starting Drew Locke, Yeah, maybe. And if they don't, Teddy Bridgewater just came out of concussion protocol, but i they're saying he's very doubtful uh, for this week. Big Ben is officially doubtful for the rest of
1: his NFL career. Oh, he is done. Dump- oh, 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 he is done. You're right. It looks bad, man. It's bad.
0: God, he's horrible.
1: Yeah, it looks and
0: bad. Yeah, and Chase Claypool was hurt last week, didn't play. He's their best receiver. Uh, Deontay Johnson had to basically do everything, um, but, you know, outside of Najee Harris. But Big Ben looks awful. Um, if Drew Locke plays. He's, he looks awful, and he's going up against the Steelers' defense. Big Ben's going up against the Broncos' defense. To me, this is just kind of two struggling offenses a little bit right here. Broncos can't run the ball yet. They just saw him figure that out. Um, so under 40 and a half, I can't believe that it could hit the over so easily, but I I'm scared of that game completely. Um, as far as points, um, another one that I just switched, I told you a different game. I'm taking the Cowboys and Giants. Um, at the start of this podcast, I was writing down what the Cowboys have scored this year and what the Giants have scored this year. And the Cowboys have scored 29-20, 41-36. Obviously a very dynamic offense. But they've also allowed 31-17, 21-28. Okay, and the Giants have also allowed a bunch of points. twenty seven, thirty, twenty one 27-30, 21 on their schedule there too. But the Giants have also put up 29 points against Washington and 27 this past week against the Saints, which was very surprising. Um, the Giants beating the Saints was one of the shocks of the week just because no one thought that they could compete, and the Saints defense was supposed to be a lot stronger than they were. Saquon Barkley's coming on. Cowboys obviously high flying. Everyone's just kind of on the same page there. I'm taking the over on that one 50 and a half. Um, I think it could easily um, happen, you know, especially if Sterling Shepard is back for the Giants. Um, Evan Ingram is back. Um, they they get some pieces, Saquon obviously coming into his own, and these defenses are kind of lacking a little bit right now. The last one is Monday night, Ravens-Colts. It is 48-and-a-half. I am going to take the under. I think this is going to turn into maybe like a ground-and-pound game. I know the Ravens are going through the air a lot um, their last couple games, but the Colts defense is no slack defense. Um, They've had their ups and downs this year, but I don't think they're a bad defense. Ravens are obviously a pretty strong defense, um, and the Colts have struggled ish on offense. I mean, they they took a while to get it going against Miami. Ravens aren't really a fast-starting team right now. They kind of take it a little slower and then finish the game with stamina. Uh, the over/under on that one's forty-eight and a half, and I'm also going to take the under on
1: Ravens-Colts. Wow. Yep. Over 50 and a half? Was that a part of your original bet? Did you say that at the beginning? I don't think that was the original bet.
0: Nope. Nope. I just changed, you changed it. That. Okay. I changed the teams completely. I had the Bills Chiefs in there, and I had it under 56 and a half, which is 56 and a half is a lot of points, people. But uh, it scares me to bet against Josh Allen and to bet against Pat Mahomes on the other side. I mean, that game could have easily hit 56 and a half. So I got scared, changed it up at the last second. Um, so I, I, really, I did some more research on the Cowboys giants real quick. And I, I that matchup better.
1: Good. I just completely screwed up my mouse. Give me one second here. Wow. That was insane. There you go. Um, yeah, that's best best of the week. We talked about, uh, the Cardinals. We were wrong about the AFC North. Did we miss anything? Anything else today?
0: Uh, no. Tyler Lockett sucks. I think we got it all.
1: No, Tyler Lockett. You get these. <laughs> You've been
0: listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay up! in the huddle. The huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three, three.